This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. Books on Koinonia, and uh, in studio with me, one of the first people that I actually met in Arizona uh, when I was out doing my radio thing. I just started at KRDS, I want to say 87, maybe, end of 87, may have been the the spring of 88. When did they do the football thing? You had come from Nebraska, and you probably don't even remember this. It was we were out at a high school. We were in the middle of the football field, and my job was to introduce this guy from Nebraska, you know, for uh, maybe Athletes International or something yep. like that. And uh, I, like I said, I, it's been so long. You realize it's been twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven years, possibly. Yep. And who would have thought that? A quarter century later, we'd be sitting down in a radio studio talking about the family quarterback. Um, Isn't God good? Yeah. And, you know, Huskers and Sooners can live together. Ouch. (laughs) Now, the reason that's funny, Travis (laughs) Turner is a former Nebraska quarterback. In the book, The Family Quarterback, Every Man's Playbook for Effective Leadership, is what we're going to chat about today. But the running joke is, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma. Uh, everybody's a Sooner fan from Oklahoma, right? Well, actually, in truth, I was not. Just because the very fact that everybody was a Sooner fan, that's the reason I wasn't. But, uh, you know, a couple of your most painful uh, recollections as a college athlete uh, have to do with, you know, the Sooners. Thanks for reminding me The Boomer me all that. Sooners. Yeah. If I yeah. never hear Boomer Sooner ever again, <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, you know, and actually all my f- relatives, uh, most of them are from Arkansas. So it's funny on Facebook, I see, you know, my uh, one cousin that graduated from Texas and then all my Sooner and or Razorback family. Football season is, I don't know how they even, sur- you know, survive around each other. Well, isn't it interesting how much football plays in our culture? It really does. And I think that's what really the Lord prompted me that the book I needed to write needed to be about football. I needed to be a playbook because men love football and they'll read a book about football, um, not necessarily a book about marriage and family, they Mm -hmm. won't, but they'll read a book about football before they'll read a faith-based marriage book. And so... I think that's really what inspired me uh, to to write this book to be about football. Use the football analogies, even break every chapter into four quarters, because it helps us guys to uh, to see how football can play out in life. Yeah. So let's get a little background. Um, you're all you also have a a marriage ministry. So let's hear a little bit of uh, what God's got you doing in uh, the Valley of the Sun here. Well, my wife and I have uh, founded Divine Romance Ministries, and uh, we're working uh, with couples to strengthen marriages, uh, prevent divorce, uh, help parents uh, in their relationship with their kids. Um, And we're also working with um, uh, ministry leaders through a ministry called Standing Stone Ministries, where we do retreats and mentoring with uh, ministry leaders. And that's been a real phenomenal part of what we're doing also. And 
We're also working with coaches in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, trying to encourage coaches because they are a, such a, a phenomenal aspect of kids' lives, are these coaches who are influencing um, kids sometimes more than their parents are. Mm-hmm. And so we're really trying to work with leaders on how to lead those under their care effectively. I had uh, Brian Beltramo from uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes in here last week talking about the Fiesta Bowl breakfast, mm-hmm. which is an incredible opportunity for ministry. But as I was reading, I haven't read the whole book yet, and I will, and I don't say that to every author that's in. But two things that struck me. One, I didn't realize that you actually met the love of your life at a FCA camp. Yeah, it was actually at a, a, a retreat um, before my junior year. A bunch of folks from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes were getting together uh, for a kind of a weekend at a lake, mm-hmm. and the Lord prompted me to go to this thing. And I honestly didn't really know the guys very well, and the Lord even told me who to call that would give me a ride. And I couldn't, I just couldn't resist his promptings anymore. I was really trying to get my life turned around at that point. And so um, I end up meeting uh, Carol there, and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, and the other part, just in the in the pregame part of the the book, you right up front say, "I'm not perfect." There's a reason why, uh, you know, God's got some real uh, things to share through my life with you because it's not all peaches and cream, and you know, superstar quarterback stuff. That's what I was thinking it would be. I mean, I yeah. I thought, you know, she was marrying me. Life was just <laughs> going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, and here we are in ministry. And I'm a, you know, I couldn't make it in the National Football League, but I was a God first round draft pick. So here we come to Arizona to be in full time ministry. And and really the the story that God has, is writing in our lives is really about redemption. Hmm. And it's also about uh, understanding the pain and the glory of marriage. Um, marriage is a very painful process. And we, we a lot of times resist talking about the pain that we go through in the melding of two lives. Uh, but when we came out to Arizona to be in full-time ministry, the fact is I had no clue on how to lead my wife very well. And we had had a child at that point already. And another one came a year later. And the fact is Carol left me after two years of being in full-time ministry because I was so awesome. Hmm. And that can be a wake-up call. It can be uh, It can be a dead end, too, for some. Well, the sad thing is, in our culture today, um, it's it's very common for folks just to say, oh, well, it didn't work out. We're not in love anymore, mm. so we move on. And the yeah. idea of divorce uh, being socially acceptable in many circles is a preeminent, unfortunately, in our culture. And so it really was a defining time in our lives to decide what was I going to do. And what it really did for me, it made me reevaluate my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, not just, I, I really wanted to do a work for God. I believe God had called my life to do something, and I wanted to do a work for God. I didn't realize that God didn't need me to do a work for Him. He just wanted to do a work in my life. Yeah. And it and it took the trauma of Carol leaving for me to step back and reevaluate my entire Christian walk, my faith, even my salvation. Mary and I celebrated 26 years last month, there have been times that the only reason we were together was because we both took our vow at the altar serious, literally. The whole concept of having a backdoor mentality, you know, or or an escape plan, that's what just crashes uh, so many potentially great marriages. Tell me about your book. There's this, this is, who's this book for? 
This book is for uh, any man um, getting ready to get married, any man that's been married, that is married, um, any guy that's a leader. I think really it's a leadership book. I use uh, marriage and family as the principle, but I think it's a leadership book. And it's based around the principles of football. And uh, every chapter has four quarters in it. The first quarter is uh, a story about football, basically to set up the principle in, in that chapter. The, the second chapter is really what I call the play, which is the principle that we want to apply into our lives to help us to be effective leaders. And the third chapter is what I call reading the defense, which is discovering the enemy's tactics. Mm. We cannot underestimate that we have an enemy that wants to thwart everything that God wants to do in our culture. And we cannot underestimate the enemy is a thief, yeah. a, a liar. He is like a lion, lion prowling to eat and devour us. And so I talk about literally his tactics in our lives to thwart the play. As a, as a quarterback, you go to the line of scrimmage and you have to read the defense. As a man of God, I've got to discover what the defense is trying to do to keep me from being an effective leader. Yeah. And the fourth quarter is um, really um, the illustration of uh, doing the play, what it really looks like, the mm-hmm. application of that play. And so that's kind of how I broke down every chapter. And there's a principle in every chapter, football stories and life stories together. And it's kind of woven together so that it's easy to read and keeps your attention, I hope. I agree. And Travis, the other thing that I want to add to that is I get a a golden nugget of knowledge uh, before I realized I had it. What I mean by I'm reading I'm, I'm I'm all into the story, all the you know the, the storytelling, and bang, I learned something about myself that's like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, you're right. I need some guidance on this, and boom, we move along. It's a very easy read, actually. Good. And, and like I said, I get literally hundreds of books a month, and uh, this is one that I've set aside that I want to spend some real time with, especially over this holiday season. That's you know I. I, I like to gather up a few books when I get away from the radio station for a few days, and and I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, how important has your your experience as a counselor been, and what does that bring to the table for this book? I think it's helped that over the last 20 years we've been working with couples. You know, since God redeemed our lives, I I believe that we've been called to kind of give back, and we realize our story is not uncommon. Um, folks are are living in a, in a lot of pain in their relationships, and and God has called us to experience life to the full, and I believe it's that's got to include our marriages, mm-hmm. right? If that's yeah. what he's called us to, he allows Absolutely. us to experience his hope and his grace and his mercy. Should not our marriage be the place that we're experiencing that the most? And what we're discovering is that that's not necessarily the case with a lot of Christian couples. So we get, you know, being able to give back to Christian couples, mentor and walk with them, um, has really helped uh, open our eyes to a lot of the dynamics that people are, are, are walking in. And it's helped me to write these, some of these stories, realizing that uh, each one of us is experiencing life from different angles, from different views. And I think it's helpful for us to become more self-aware. Like you were talking about, you can read something and go, can you put yourself into that story? Yeah. And to realize, okay, God wants to help me to understand, first of all, myself, Mm-hmm. So I can see who I am, who he created me to be, and that's going to help me to find him more and more in my life. The Family Quarterback, Every Man's Playbook for Effective Leadership, Travis Turner. 
Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left here in our uh, segment today. Uh, the other part I want to talk about is culturally, we have, I think, mitigated the role of men as leaders in the family. Uh, the, just the society is just, they frown on it. I mean, it's, it's, they're almost hostile to it. Uh, we need to be as God created us, right? Absolutely. And it, it is sad that you even say that. And I, I will tell you this, and this is just my opinion, that um, feminism as a movement is caused by the lack of male leadership. Mm, yeah. The fact that we haven't stepped up, so there's this major gap. And so that's why the idea of putting men in a position of re- helping them to see and visualize you are the quarterback of your family. Yeah. Can that help a guy to say, yes, it's up to me to I maybe change the play. It's up to me to be responsible, but I've got to be willing to get in the game, to stand up for what we're there for, mm-hmm. and I must lead, just like we see the quarterbacks. We call them out. We want to see them lead. That's who we are in our families. Travis, how can people uh, find out more, get your book, contact you? How do they get hold of you? DivineRomanceMinistries.org. That's DivineRomanceMinistries.org. Travis, thanks for your time today. Thank you, Tom. For questions or comments, please email tom at faithtalk1360.com. That's tom at faithtalk1360.com.